Hello and welcome back to the European News Network. Today's topic will be the three major powers of the European Parliament, so the legislative, budgetary and supervisory power. But I will also talk about how the Parliament cooperates with the national parliaments. So have fun and stay tuned. Alright, so let's begin with the supervisory powers. I will sometimes refer to the European Parliament as EP, so don't be confused there. The EP has a range of institutions to supervise. This ensures a proper use of the budget, but also a correct law implementation. I will only go into the major ones. First of all, there's the European Council. The president of the EP has the right to speak at the beginning of each session there. So he can point out the parliament's position on a certain topic, for example, a legislative change. After each summit, the president of the council reports the outcome to the parliament. Next is the council of the EU. This is the EU's other legislative body and is made of of ministers. Here the president of the council of the EU discusses their program with the MEPs. This happens at the beginning and end of each six-month presidency. The MEPs can also formulate questions and ask to initiate new policies. Further, the European Parliament controls the European Commission. It can approve and dismiss the Commission. The EU heads of state propose a candidate for Commission President and the candidate is then elected by the European Parliament. It can also censure the Commission and as a last step dismiss it. This ensures a democratic control. Also, the Commission reports regularly to the Parliament. But the Parliament can also ask to initiate new policies. The Parliament also supervises the Court of Justice, the Central Bank, petitions and a bunch more. But the EP also has budgetary powers. Since the Lisbon Treaty in 2009, it now shares the power over the budget with the council. But first of all, there's a budget needed for this. And this budget is negotiated every year and has to fall within the annual spending limits of the long-term financial plan. This long-term financial plan is negotiated every seven years. On this basis, the Commission is then responsible for the implementation, but they can't just do this on their own. The EP oversees the funds to make sure the Commission uses the money properly. Moreover, it makes recommendations on the execution and is reported to if these measures that they recommended were considered. As a last step, the Parliament then makes, makes a decision over the Commission's financial plan on the basis of the report for the year in question, uh, 
and the Court of Auditors annual report. The procedure is similar for the approval of account for other institutions. The last power the Parliament has is the legislative power. In order to understand the power the Parliament has in a legislative process, it is important to understand how a law is passed. So now I will explain this process a bit simplified. As a first step, the Commission proposes a legislative text to the Parliament. Here it is adopted discharge or amended. If it's amended, then it returns to the council, which can approve, discharge or also amend it. In the last case, it is returned back to the parliament. And this goes back and forth a bit until the cancellation committee comes into effect if no compromise has been found. They try to find a compromise, but if this is not possible, then there's no law being passed. So you can see the Parliament and the Commission, it always goes back and forth. But they always have the right to say yes or no to a certain law. So um, if one of them says no, then there's no new law being passed. However, it is not allowed for the Parliament to initiate a new law. Um, it always have, has to ask the Council to do so, but this is not obligatory. And this is often criticized, but wants to be changed by many parties in the next electoral period. But the Parliament can also do other things for the legislative power. It can clear up EU legislation by unifying single acts into one act or implement provisions for existing legislation without the council having to be involved in this process. Apart from the powers the European Parliament has, it also has duties. For example, it has to cooperate with national parliaments. This is done in a couple of ways. First of all, the presidents or speakers of each parliament meet each other to conduct guidelines for this cooperation. Next, the EU Affairs Committee of the parliaments and the MEPs meet regularly in conferences to discuss uh, new and current problems. Also, the committees of EU and member nations invite each other to keep in touch and have video conferences to give the chance to discuss current issues. This ensures that the nations and the EU are constantly brought together to provide peace, freedom and prosperity in the Union.
As you can see, the European Parliament has a lot of power in the EU. This makes one thing even more important. The election on the 26th of May this year. In order to keep the benefits and gain benefits you have because of the EU, you have to vote. As populists who want to destroy and nationalize Europe will always do so. Don't let them get the power. Whatever party you vote for, vote for freedom and the EU. I hope you all enjoyed this episode. Have a great day and till next time.